0: Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Today's podcast with Adele is a fascinating way to understand how to grow a business from literally nothing. She has worked out a way to produce her materials almost out of thin air. She basically makes environmentally friendly cleaning products and cleans offices and residential houses to a very, very high standard. Listen to this episode and you'll understand how to implement environmental friendly cleaning. Adele, welcome to the Green Element podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm really excited to speak to you because you specialise in chemical-free premium cleaning service. You work in domestic and commercial cleaning offices, communal areas in flats, and specialised in one-off cleans for holiday rentals and homes. But you only use environmentally friendly products and you make them yourself. can't wait to hear more welcome to the show
1: thank you very much for having me on um yes everything you've said is 100 accurate we do make our own products and our ingredients are readily available most of which is bicarbonate of soda and vinegar as well as essential oils the combination of the different elements together Can really cut through some of the grease and baked on grime and stuff like that, which is something we're very proud of.
0: I was going to say, what got you into this? I mean, were you in cleaning before and you kind of thought, actually, you know what, we could do this better by using natural ingredients or what kind of got you through?
1: I do not have a background in cleaning at all, actually, but I am a consumer, I guess, of other cleaning companies and the services. And I do find that the service that is available in England is not of the highest standard, let's say. They do a very quick clean, I find. It's not entirely perfect every time. And of course, they use bleach and other chemicals that everybody is accustomed to. So I want to start a cleaning business that offers a more premium service. I want to you know, when our clients come home and we've been into clean, I want them to feel like, wow, you know, we've done such a good job. And because of the essential oils that we use, the house smells really nice when we're finished. And that's kind of why we wanted to get into the business, basically offer a better service. And then the products themselves came about because I think the world is becoming more aware of, the toxins that are lurking everywhere and if we can just change a little bit of what we use and what we do and make a tiny little change it will all add up eventually it will all add up and of course the more people that become committed to making these little changes I think obviously have a bigger impact on the environment and the world that we live in.
0: Was it a learning curve for you I mean, how do you learn how to make cleaning products? Do you just Google it?
1: There are recipes available online. One of my favorite apps is Pinterest, and I get a lot of information from that. There's lots of people doing this. You know, I think there's more and more people are aware of the chemicals that we have. And actually, a lot of people are becoming allergic to some of the the chemicals that we use in our day-to-day lives. Um, And I think that drives a lot of people to find an alternative product. And because the market is still learning, let's say, the the people are doing it just for themselves, basically to try and eliminate some of the allergies and stuff that they have. But yes, it's trial and error, of course. Some things work better than others. And it's just a matter of of kind of figuring that out.
0: (laughs) It's amazing how dependent we are on those chemicals. I remember speaking to covert Twenty years ago, now it was a pretty small show in London, and I would imagine that they were probably quite new, um, mm. because it really was quite a small show. It was uh, not about cleaning; it was just about natural products all, um, all in. And they were like, oh if "You could basically make our products at home." That said, and that was twenty years ago, and we're we're having essentially the same conversation now. 20 yeah, years later, yeah. Yeah. are we going to be having the same conversation in 20 years' time? I mean, oh. these chemical companies have got such a hold over us. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into conspiracy theories because that's actually not what I think. I just think that we are stuck in our ways, aren't we? It's like the people that say, oh, yeah, you should leave your lights on because it's more energy to turn it off and on. Well, it was in the 70s, but it isn't now because right. that was for the rest of the trips. That, It's that kind of thought, yeah. isn't it? We're very much stuck. Oh, well, bleach is the best because it's the best.
1: Nothing else works, yeah. No, I totally agree. And probably, hopefully, you won't be having this conversation in 20 years' time with somebody else who's kind of trying to do the same thing because I really believe that a lot of people are becoming more aware and actually want to make a change.
0: Do you find that people are using your services because you make and use natural ingredients Or is it because you do a good job? Or is it a mixture?
1: Well, I'd like to say (laughs) it's (laughs) both. But yes, I think, you know, our unique selling point is the fact that we do use own products. And people are, yeah, I keep saying the same thing, but people are becoming more aware. And with the increase in allergies as well, it it does drive people to find an alternative.
0: I guess, I mean, I ask quite a lot of shops. um, I'm always asking businesses, what their customers are thinking about sustainability. For example, mm-hmm. I was talking to a guy who owns a um, carpet, Sharon, um, mm-hmm. franchise, or not franchise, but group of um, shops. Mm-hmm. And I was asking him if people came in and said, oh, do you have environmentally friendly carpets? And he was like, mm, actually, no, not really. Mm-hmm. And so I still don't think that people are, but it's, it's nice that people are going out and actually physically looking for you as a company as well. I don't know, I guess the more that we talk about it, and the more that people realise that if not a superior product to use, superior in the fact it's sustainable, but superior in the fact that actually it does equally as good a job. And yeah. we always hear about natural cleaning products not being as good as the chemical equivalent. Does that come down to the person cleaning as well as how you make up <laughs>
1: You ask such difficult questions. How can I say? (laughs) But again, I would say yes. I think it is all about personal choice. You know, some of our products, yes, you have to put in a little bit of elbow grease, but surprisingly, not as much as I would have thought. You know, it's put the product on and you leave it for a while and then you can, after 10, 15 minutes, whatever, come back, and then you can – you do need a little bit of elbow grease, but it's up to the person making – doing the clean, I guess. Yes, Mm -hmm. I think it is both. I think, you know, some of the harsh chemicals not only affect the environment, but obviously you are, let's say, for example, we're talking about an oven cleaner. You are inhaling the chemicals as you're using the product as well as the product potentially degrading some of the interior of the oven. So you have Mm -hmm. that sort of as well as what's happening in the environment because our products are natural it doesn't have that same effect you know it is just taking off the grease basically and it can be baked on grease as well
0: how long have you been running this company
1: we're very new actually (laughs) we only started earlier this year
0: so what were you doing before before this
1: (laughs) i don't think we have enough time to discuss all of that (laughs) I have a lot of sort of different hobbies and things that I devil in. I like interior design and I've done courses in that. Previously, when I left school, I became a chef. So none of these things have anything to do with what I'm doing now and and what I want to focus on now. But, yeah, I'm passionate about making changes. And I know that it's only little changes, but I really believe that the overall effect of that will be Mm. enormous.
0: Looking back at your previous experience, would you say there's been a sustainable common theme through it or is it something that you kind of woke up New Year's Eve, if it was earlier this year, you know, New Year's Eve, you went, I've got to be more environmental. This is ridiculous where we are. Or has it been a growing kind of concern of yours and it's amalgamated into what it is you're doing now?
1: It's an amalgamation. I think what's happened is because the media is, I want to say, force-feeding us this information. But I think it's important that the population realise the state of the planet. You know, I think everybody can relate to David Attenborough's The Blue Planet show, and that is really eye-opening. And it makes sad, you know, this is devastating what's happened and what's happening to the world. And I listen to po- other podcasts and I'm inspired by people. And I think that, you know, these people out there that are discovering mushrooms and bacteria that can potentially biodegrade degrade plastic and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, these people are amazing. Like I wish I could do that. I wish I could be that, but I'm not that I'm just me. And I know that these tiny little things that I can do to make a difference, not only in my life, but for my customers will actually make a difference in the long run in a growing passion I want to make a difference mm. I want to help and this is the only way that I know how because I'm not a rocket scientist or you know something that would be able to
0: hopefully after this we before go off and either use your services or if you're not in your godalming kind of Guildford area aren't aren't you in the southeast of england
1: yes yeah you know hopefully in time we will be able to grow and be nationwide i mean that would be the ultimate goal Mm. we could have little teams you know based in different areas things like that because we're, we're so new we do have to sort of focus and start and build our customer base and get growing and then we can potentially well not potentially absolutely definitely branch out and become nationwide i am also looking at potentially making the product but there's i have to do i have to do a lot of research into that as it is we use glass containers and of course we keep reusing them as opposed to plastic i would like to see if i can even change the packaging if i can do something better than just re- re- you know reusing the glass if
0: there's something mm. else that we can
1: yeah, so maybe in, in some time to come, you will be able to purchase a product for yourself for home use as well.
0: I pick up an accent of yours. Bear with me on this. Are you originally from the UK? No. Where are you originally from?
1: I was born in Zimbabwe and okay. I grew up in South Africa.
0: What um, I'd like to ask you is, you talked about, you know, it's been an amalgamation of events that has made mm-hmm. in, enabled you that's kind of got you to this point of where you are sustainably. Would you say that if you had lived your life in, say, South Africa, because um, you went from Zimbabwe to South Africa, you'd be in the same position now? Or do you think that the, I guess, interactions and the media and your influences in the UK has accelerated your thought process? I'm just curious from a cultural point of view on your thoughts on that, because I would imagine a thought about that not being from the UK.
1: You know, I wonder if, because the media is sharing with us the state of the planet, basically, more regularly now, the information is, you know, so 20 years ago when I was in South Africa, it wasn't on everybody's agenda to think about environmental situations and what is going on in the state of the planet, that kind of thing. So it's hard for me to say if that's what it was. I definitely think that being here in the UK has helped the situation because maybe we have better media coverage here. I'm not sure if if that's even accurate, so please don't quote
0: me on that. No, no, no. I'm just really absolutely just curious, to be honest with you, because you may have talked to friends and stuff in South Africa and you'll have gauged and they'll be like, really, you're doing that? Or, yeah, that's quite normal. Or, you know, I literally don't know.
1: No, no. And because I left so long ago, I also feel unqualified, really, to kind of answer your question, because when I was living there, that was not my main concern. Mm. My main concern was living there, and things are very different there, and I don't really want to talk too much about that, but I think my focus at that stage was to just leave the country.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. No, fair enough. It's just always interesting to know what's going on around the world, and not be in the kind of British bubble, as it were. Particularly not yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about
1: that either. <laughs> yeah, so I moved from South Africa to here and then I've moved to Australia. And I lived in Australia for 12 years as well and I've married oh, an okay. Australian. <laughs> and they, I think, are also very, very much in an understanding of the state of the world and I think the media coverage there is also on par with the UK.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting because that's not what you get from your Facebook feeds with the politicians that are around in Australia at the moment and the the decisions that are being made around. It's
1: really hard, I think, because I think that the whole planet is going through a change and I don't want to get into politics at all because I am not qualified to talk about it. But I think everybody's focus is on kind of... That's change in our lives, in our world, basically. I mean, the States as well as here and, like you said, Australia as well. But there's kind of like two bubbles. So it's either like a political bubble or an environmental
0: bubble. No, I agree. I agree. I think the US is a prime example of that with what's going on. You know, I think, yeah. interestingly, I think that they are probably one of the leading countries from a sustainability point of view. Personally, I know that it doesn't look like that from the outside, but some of the stuff that you I mean you were talking about, say mushrooms back, breaking down plastics. I think I have heard about that. I don't know where they're from, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're from the US. Put it that yeah. way; it's that kind of yeah. stuff that's going on, and I think that's what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I can't actually add more to that because I haven't read the article. <laughs>
0: just no, no, no. Read. The other one is mushroom packaging.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, mushrooms are amazing for so many different things. You know, not only using different products can people make changes. Everyone's very much aware of the plastic situation in the world. And if we do all make those little changes, like changing from cling wrap to that beeswax wrap, for example, or the silicone like lid, it's almost like a lid that you can pull over a container to seal it and that sort of thing those are all of the things that the little changes that we can make too, you know.
0: Brilliant. So you're going to expand across the whole of the UK in the future. You're going to help us understand how we can use natural products Mm -hmm. in cleaning of homes. That's awesome. Thank you so much for enabling us to understand your journey and what it is that's got you into this and where you see yourself it'd be great to have you on in a year or two's time to find out where you are and what you're doing yeah yeah
1: that would be awesome (laughs)
0: brilliant thank you very much Adele thank Thank you you.
1: thank you so much for your time and the questions and, and hosting me it's been a pleasure
0: Thank you so much for listening to the end of this episode of the Green Element podcast. Do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us so we can see them too at GE underscore podcast. For links and show notes for this episode, visit our website greenelement.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thank you again. I hope you will join me on the next episode and together we can help create a better world.